And now more Operation Freedom with your host, Dr. Dave Janda, on Southeast Michigan's conservative powerhouse, Wham! Talk 1600. Welcome back to Operation Freedom, folks. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, Link Hermine Freedom Bunker in the People's Republic of Ann Arbor, here every Sunday for you, live from 2 to 5 Eastern, available 24-7 with extra shows, extra content, extra guests, extra analysis. We're there 24-7, DaveJanda.com. We hope we become part of our Freedom family. You heard during the break about the advertisement for Knights Fest. I encourage folks to go to KnightsRestaurants.com. And at a minimum, go to the Night Fest page. And hopefully you'll want to join us. There are a limited number of seats available. But again, it's going to be fantastic dinner, fantastic people in attendance. And it generates funds for fantastic charities. The Ray and Mary Knight Foundation was developed a number of years ago by the Knight family to support organizations that were doing if you will, um, fantastic work in reaching out to the public. And this year, the Mary and Mary Knight Foundation Board had decided to take the proceeds from Nightfest and apply it to a fantastic organization by the name of Garrett Space that focuses on suicide prevention. You know, folks, uh, suicides, the number of suicides in all age groups has gone off the charts in the past over a year now. And the reason, one of the main reasons I believe, is what we have all been experiencing over the past three years by the totalitarian thugs. Their lockdown policies, their mass policies, their blocking of early treatment policies, their incessant fear campaigns, their jab that turned out to be not only not safe and not effective, but harming um, latest count through the CDC, 1.3 million people and their adverse events just in the United States, and that's the tip of the iceberg number, and 30,000 deaths associated, according to the CDC, from their jab. This has caused immense issues for uh, as it relates to mental illness, which, which in many cases can lead to suicide. So at a minimum, go to Knight's K-N-I-G-H-T-S restaurants.com. Go to the Knights Fest page. We hope you'll join us there. It's going to be a fantastic evening, uh, August 4th. And if you cannot, because we have listeners in all 50 states and over 120 countries worldwide, I encourage you to make a contribution to the event. And it will be money well spent as it relates to suicide prevention. You know, in Michigan, we were hard hit because the little totalitarian thugette herself, Gretchen Whitmer. You know, she not only sent COVID positive patients to COVID negative nursing homes against the recommendations of everyone in the medical world, but she, in the process of doing that, she killed thousands, thousands, killed thousands of innocent Michiganders. She was also responsible for even more deaths because of her totalitarian lockdowns 
you know, remember, you couldn't, you were not allowed to cut grass. You're not allowed to buy uh, floor materials. You're not allowed to buy paint. You're not about to, what? That little totalitarian thugette was responsible for huge numbers of deaths, thousands, many thousands, and significant issues as it relates to the ramifications of adding fuel to the fire of those inflicted with, med- with, with mental illness issues. I encourage you, support organizations in your community, support organizations around the country, support organizations around the world that support those that have been adversely affected by the syndicate. My next guest is someone who serves the world because she serves information to people on a daily basis that the bought off lamestream fake media will never touch. Sarah Westall is a successful entrepreneur and business executive. She uh, obtained a computer science and business management systems degree from the College of Science and Engineering at the University of Minnesota with an emphasis in management information systems from the University of Minnesota's Carlson Business School. Sarah currently is a partner in Galax Consulting. She's the host of a national radio show, Business Games Changers, of which I've been fortunate to be a guest on her platform. Her national radio show features leaders in business, government, society, and science. Sarah has a phenomenal website with phenomenal information that will help you and help anyone that goes to it because it is empowering because she exposes the syndicate, the syndicate that wants to strip you of your freedom, your liberty, your future, your life, and our republic. SarahWestall.com. It's my honor to welcome back to our platform, Sarah Westall. Sarah, welcome back to the Operation Freedom Show and Platform. Hi, Dave. Always a pleasure to talk to you. Sarah, one of the um, one of the tools that the syndicate uses uh, against politicians, uh, business leaders, um, people in journalism, if you still wanna call it that, uh, people in the movie industry, um, entertainment industry, is coercion with the help of blackmail. I want, and you've you've spoken about this at great length uh, with Jimmy Boots, a former uh, New York City uh, uh, lead detective. But I, I want to play a tr- uh, a clip of Joe Biden recently, who all of a sudden went off the teleprompter and started talking about <laughs> blackmail. I want your take on this, Derek. Hit it. We established a new civil rights, a new civil rights cause of action for those whose intimate images were shared on the public screen. How many times have you heard how everybody knows somebody somewhere along the line? And in an intimate relationship, what happened was the guy takes a million picture of his naked friend or whatever in a compromising position. 
and then literally in a sense blackmail them or, or mortify them. Send it out, put it online. Sarah, your take. Well, as I've said, we coined the the phrase that blackmail, human compromise, is a currency of the powerful. And I've I've gone on farther to explain this to people, and they can want to control the world. And the people in power have so much money, and they realize if money works, fine, but they don't trust that money's just going to work. So the people they really psychologically analyze people. And they figure out which ways that they can control people. They will control people in the easiest ways first, and then they move on to whatever they can they need to do to control you. All the way up to human, you know, trafficking, pedophilia. They'll compromise you in in positions of like you've talked about before. You got to be careful in D.C. because you'll find yourself uh, drugged and you'll wake up with pictures next to you of you with a child. And that's that's what they'll do. And they do that. They rationalize it, saying that it's too important to, you know, the control of the world or the control of these important resources and whatever they do. And they might be just nuts and they don't care. And they realize that they're just controlling it for their own purpose. But they rash, especially um, the intelligence agencies, they rationalize it, saying we need to control these people so that we can have you know, national security and all these things, these these incredibly awful reasons that they use. National security is important, but you don't do it at, by blackmailing other people, but they do that regularly. That's what the Epstein whole thing was about. But when it comes to people in politics, they do whatever it takes to make sure they can control the outcomes that they need to control. It's pretty simple when you look at it from that perspective. And you don't think of it as the you know all these conspiracy theories. Just simply think of it as they want to be able to control the outcomes, and they they believe this is their philosophy. The ends justify the means, and Biden is heavily heavily compromised. Well, and and so he that's also the scenario, and he also has been the enforcer of of trying to move the needle on people. And I want to take you back, Sarah, to October of 1991 during Clarence Thomas's confirmation hearing. Joe Biden was the lead enforcer to take Clarence Thomas out because, as you said, the syndicate in his in Clarence Thomas's case did an analysis of the guy and said, you know what, this guy's clean, and we're going to have to try yeah. to we're going to have to try to create controversy around him. This is kind of like an early version of what they did with Kavanaugh. We're going to have to try to, and even though it's, it, we're going to have to just make stuff up. And we're going to have to try to get a willing accomplice to uh, make things up and to take this person out because you know what? If they get to a position of power, they're not compromised and we can't control them. I want to play this clip when he was in front of the Senate hearing. They were doing everything in their power to have him pull his own nomination. And Orrin Hatch from Utah is asking him questions, saying, you know, they there's some people saying that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna buy into what Biden was pushing, and you're and you're gonna buy into Biden the bully, and you're going to step you step aside. I want to play this clip and get your take because I believe this is what the deep state fears. Derek, hit it. Some people have been spreading the rumor that perhaps you're going to withdraw. 
What's Clarence Thomas going to do? I'd rather die than withdraw. If they're going to kill me, they're going to kill me. So you'd still like to serve on the Supreme Court? I'd rather die than withdraw from the process. Not for the purpose of serving on the Supreme Court, but for the purpose of not being driven out of this process. I would not be scared. I don't like bullies. I've never run from bullies. I never cry uncle, and I'm not going to cry uncle today, whether I want to be on the Supreme Court or not. Sarah, your take. I love that. I, I think that's how we have to. Uh, I just had another interview with Kevin Annett, and you got to get to the point where you would rather die than let this global cabal win this war that we're in. Because all of us have, all of us older people, I consider myself an older person now, sadly, and we've already lived our lives to, for the most part, and we need to fight this for our children. Mm -hmm. And and realizing that your life, you, I'm ready to put down my life for the future of this country and my children because it's that important. And that's what he said there. I, I, I think it gives him courage and integrity. It's, it's the kind of leadership that we need. And it's a kind of leadership we need more of us to have so that we can win this war. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of wins. There's a lot, you know, I mean, we can go over kind of like a big picture of what's going on in the, the landscape, strategic landscape of this war. Um, but I, I, I love that you played that because I think that's a, um, that's what we all need to strive for and have that kind of integrity. Well, and, and let's talk about things going on behind the scene that the deep state do not want people to realize because Clarence Thomas following through with his nomination, I believe his follow through from 1991 is, has reaped enormous gains for freedom and for the constitution just in the past couple months. We've had rulings on freedom of speech go our way. We've had rulings on the Second Amendment go our way. We've had the Dobbs decision on not abolishing abortion. And don't buy into that bought off lamestream fake media. What it does is it says the 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 Supreme Court overstate it's overstated its reach. Uh, back in 1973, and and in fact, it is it, it is the issue of abortion is not addressed in the Constitution, and it needs to be addressed not at the federal level, but at each state level. That is a drastically different decision than the bought-off lamestream fake media running around with its hair on fire. Oh, abortions are now illegal everywhere in the country. Stop it. And then the even bigger decision, uh, I believe, of, of West Virginia versus EPA, which decentralizes, which takes the senior executive service, the, the unaccountable, the untouchable, the, un, uh, the unaccountable bureaucrats out of the system and says all federal agencies do not have the power to dictate these these rules that they make up 
that if Congress wants something done, they got to vote on it, which makes Congress more accountable. I believe all of those decisions, Sarah, and you can tell me if I'm off, all go back to Clarence Thomas fighting for his nomination, going on that bench. And then I believe, along with Sam Alito, the two of them laying the wood to the other justices in the Supreme Court building saying there is a constitution and none of this globalist garbage anymore. And in particular, I believe they singled out Roberts and laid the wood to Roberts. Am I off? I, I think there's more going on behind the scenes than, than we are being told for certain. And the more people that you get into positions like Clarence Thomas on these in these judicial in our judicial system, the better off we're going to be. And I agree with you. I think behind the scenes, he's fighting this war for us. And and there's more going on. We, we've we talked about this many times that the judicial system needs to be cleaned up in order for this country to be cleaned up because we need to win these fights in the court. And we need to win these fights in the hearts and the minds of the American people and then, and then also win it in the court because these courts are affected very much by political influence, um, the spirit and the you know, what people in this country think. I think the media is having a heyday with the abortion ruling because it's allowing them to, you know, uh, rile up the people instead of, uh, you know, people understanding why it's constitutional and why this is what it is. And if you, if people really in the hearts and the minds of the people really want it, then Congress will create a rule for it. If they want the states to keep it, you know that's what our constitution says but there is a way around it by congress making a law i don't want congress to make a law but there is you know my point what i'm trying right. to say that's right. it's the constitution and following the constitution is extremely important i mean that's what we need in order to win this war that we're in the united states is very different than the rest of the world because we have this constitution and it's made me appreciate the constitution so much more uh, over the last couple of years and actually really start to understand what the founders of this country were going through before our constitution was put in place. They were going through their own globalist struggle and it, it, it was it was barbaric and they wanted to be free from that. And so you can, you can start to understand why they were fighting so hard for our, our constitution. We're very lucky here in this country and that that piece of paper that constitution is very precious and that's why you know who was it um uh not thomas jefferson who said that you you have a republic if you could keep it oh benjamin uh, franklin. one of the benjamin founders franklin. i don't think it was yeah. benjamin was franklin. It franklin yes and because it's it's such a precious thing that they haven't had in the world and we need to uh, we need more americans to understand what this is why it's so important. I mean, if you look around the world, and if you want me to talk about, I did some analysis of what's kind of going on around the world. We've, I, I got to tell you, I, I don't think that we're winning this war, but I don't think we're losing it either. I think that when this war started, you sent out an email and I read it and I, I thought it was really good because you talked about, about the Chinese, that the PSYOP they did to get us to think that the COVID situation was absolutely horrible, which, you know, we were, we were, it was a PSYOP. We were watching these people collapse. We were watching them shut down their entire country. And I was like, oh my God, I've never seen a country do that. They're, this must be very serious. And then it, it enabled them to convince all of us how serious COVID 
was. It ended up not being. But it ended up being for other reasons, not because of it really the disease itself was something that we couldn't treat. That being said, they we started this war being flat-footed. Yes. We had no defense. We had no offense. We had nothing. It was like a, a you know, we were, it was a strike of us not being aware of anything. Now we're in a completely different state. You have a whole defense. We mounted a defense and now we're mounting an offense. The world is waking up. We need the hearts and the minds of the people. So we're in a completely different state than we were when this started. We're not winning, but we're in it. It is now a war and they have a formidable force that they're fighting. And, and so we have to keep fighting so that we can turn this to, so that we can win this. I, I will never um, say that we're going to win this outright until we've won. Because you can't, just like when I've I coached, I coached for a long time in sports, and you can never underestimate your enemy. You keep fighting as hard as you possibly can until you win. And you never, ever let up because the stakes are too high. And that's what I believe here. And we have a lot of battles that we've won. And you mentioned a lot of them with the Supreme Court. We have the, you know, people quitting in droves from the NIH, which is amazing. We have um, African countries were the ones that really led this when the WHO amendments were just defeated. That's a big deal. We have the mainstream media, which I do not trust at all, starting to recognize some of the Hunter Biden stuff and Biden's dementia. I don't know if that is a reflection of um, the will of the people or why they're doing that, but it is happening and that's a good thing. But we haven't won because we still have this guy that we have a coup office and, you know, a coup government in place. We still have them wanting to implement their government digital currency, which might not be bad if it was implemented for a free country, you know, for a free world. But the way they want to do it is scary. We still have um, them pushing the Ukraine war until every last Ukrainian dies. Russia's winning. But they won't even acknowledge that and they keep sending them money and we know they're stealing it. And then um, so we still have these issues and, you know, we have governments collapsing all over the world. And that's a good thing and a bad thing. But it, because some of it's because of insta, you know, instability because of the people waking up. Other things is because systems are collapsing because of the global new world order. So basically, um, you wanted me to assess where we're at when before we came on here. And I got to say. We're right in the middle of the war right now, and we're going to be testing the human spirit as we see how many people really die from these jabs, and we see what's happening with the global starvation that's coming. So we have to have a strong human spirit, and we have to prepare for that, and we can never stop fighting until we win. And Sarah, in our, last minute, in, in our last minute, Sarah, educate our listeners on the best way for them to prepare. Well, they need to prepare with food. They need to prepare with silver, gold, if you can afford it to. They need a currency, something, things they can trade. And then they need to be ready spiritually. Make sure that you're healthy. Make sure you're mentally healthy. Make sure that you're ready to care for others, spiritually and mentally, because this is going to be hard coming up here in the next couple of years. This is what we've already experienced is hard, but I think it's going to get harder as we start seeing more loved ones die. Sarah, I'd like to thank you for everything you have done, are doing, and will do. Folks, 24-7, Sarah Westall, W-E-S-T-A-L-L, 
www.sarahwestall.com. SarahWestall.com. You're listening to Operation Freedom. I'm Dr. Dave Janda, broadcasting from our ancillary bunker, Lincoln, Maine Freedom Bunker in the People's Republic of Antarctica.